So welcome to episode two of Business Life podcast by Food Circle. I'm Paul. With me is James. James, on, on today's episode, we um, had a brilliant chat with a fellow South Yorkshire um, Sheffield Rotherham entrepreneur called Tom Bennett. Uh, he runs a business called Pause and Presto. Um, it started very similar time to us, really, and it, it was a fantastic chat. We went into all detail about the mental health side of running a business, um, you know, how to run a business, how to run a business when you're also working, and all those sort of things. Dealing with criticism. Dealing with criticism, yeah. That um, was that was a big one. Yeah, attention spans, attention spans. how we did at school, yeah. how that influences what you like in business. Loads of stuff, loads of great um, topics that I think will add value, and some of Tom's... Um, perspective on things i think will um, add a lot of value to people as well yeah so it's a great great episode enjoy it tom thanks very much for coming on really appreciate it um first of all just like to can you just get into um you your business um, what Pros and Pesto is, and then we'll kick off and introduce how we know each other. Yeah, so um, my name's Tom. Um, I run a business called Pros and Presto. Basically, Pros and Presto um, is a business that solves problems for dogs. Um, so essentially a range of accessories and um, other items that uh, help dogs and um, their owners um, during the journey of, of owning a pet. So that could be um, drying them, uh, seeing them in the dark, keeping them cool in the summer, cleaning them, a whole host of things um, that's dog related. It's, it's class business, isn't it? Um, and the reason we know each other is we met, at, we actually started our business at the same time, didn't we? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, yeah so as soon as we started, pretty much, we went on to uh, a local a program called Y Accelerator, and obviously you were on that as well. That's where we met in the very fledgling stages of each of our businesses. When did you launch Pros and Presto? Well, I I, I was early, I, I was earlier than you guys in the sense that um, I started selling a cool mat, mm. or as in cooling mats, on Amazon. But um, you know, I guess on reflection, was it really a business then? Probably not. I'd proven that people wanted um these this product um on amazon but in terms of having a customer base and um an actual business did i did i heck so i, I had started before you um yeah but you know when we all met um i, I didn't i bloody hell i didn't really know anything <laughs> did, did you did you think of it as a business when you started then or did you just think i want to do this thing call mats it's just what you know it's just something i want to do it's an idea i've got or did you think i want to start this business based on this idea no so, the big, no so the bigger picture is i actually was involved with um another i guess a non-profit business at university i don't know if you guys actually already know this uh, and i i actually worked with the junk food project Mm, you, the real jump through project yeah i've not discussed that um but basically i got involved with um uh, a non-profit organization basically utilizing uh, supply chain food waste from asda and tesco and we turned it into chutneys and jams and it was called mm. preserving Pot- potential yeah um me and one of my really good mates still now um started it um and then i guess off the back of that 
Um, finished university, we didn't carry it on, which probably should have, that's hindsight. Mm. Um, and then I went into the world of work, always had the idea that I wanted to start my own business off the back of that. Uh, and the people that I met at university whose parents had done similar things. Um, and then there was a guy actually that I met at uni again, um, who sold stuff on Amazon. Um, and I ended up getting these 200 cool mats to begin with. Um, sent like a lot at the time. I think it cost me like 600 quid or something. I can't remember. Um, these, these cooling mats, uh, which was a whole lot of money. And then, um, Stuck them on Amazon that summer. We had a bit of a heat wave and I just sold them in a week. And I thought, oh, bloody hell. Um, but I did, I think I always wanted to start a business. Did I think that that was going to necessarily be the business? Uh, but do I think it was going to be false and presto? I don't, I don't think I did. Mm. I think um, I was initially just trying to make some additional money alongside um, work. Um, and then, you know, from, from there, it's kind of, for the, a long journey to where it is now, but you know, it's ended up becoming pause and presto. Have you got any entrepreneurial family or anything? Because I had that like natural thing to start a business, but I didn't have anyone in my family. Did, did you? No, and, and I guess I've thought about this because I saw, you know, you mentioned that you're going to ask me this. There's a few things that I've thought of about have I got any entrepreneurial family? No, I haven't, but a few things that I guess in my teenage years, my dad was, before my mum and dad separated, now I don't have a very good relationship with my dad now, but before we, they did separate, my dad was really into personal development and reading, yeah. you know, um, books on, you know, mindset, um, you know, all, all sorts of stuff like that. And I guess subconsciously I probably picked up some of that from my dad in terms of my, my interest in reading um, yeah. and developing myself. Um, and then I guess, you know, separation between uh, my mum and dad, you know, wasn't wasn't great. Um, and then because of, I guess, the relationship that I've had there, um, you know, people that I've probably met at university and even ex ex-girlfriends, parents who actually run successful companies, um, then, then led me down uh, the path of thinking, hang on a minute, you know, um, this is something that I potentially like, like to do. Yeah. Um, being you know, from the background and where we're, you know, well, where I'm originally from, um, you know, I wasn't exposed to people who had some big, you know, big businesses and that, yeah. you know, my grandma always used to tell me, you know, oh, you know, starting a, starting a business, so it's really risky, you know, basically it's really risky that, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's really dangerous, you could lose all your money. And then I, I, I guess going off to uni and meeting people whose parents, did these things and was successful and the lifestyles that these people had, um, you know, and, and the opportunities that, that they'd been pre presented with. I thought, hang on a minute. Well, what's the, the you know, because we've not done it. Why yeah. now not? Why the hell can't we do it? Cause yeah. people are doing it all the time. Um, so I've kind of gone around the houses a little bit, but, um, yeah. I have, I, I, I'm not, nobody in my family's entrepreneurial. I think the dad's probably got entrepreneurial tendencies actually, but he never had the balls to actually go out and do mm. anything. Mm, yeah. Um, and then I, I think the separation of my parents and me going off to uni and stuff and the hardship that that did actually create then allowed me to actually think, right, explore, well, how do I turn this, you know, lack into, you know, like opportunities where, where I can have things that I've not necessarily got at that time.
Yeah, no, it's spot on. We, in, people do say that a lot. People haven't done it always say like, um, you know, it's, it's really hard. Oh, it's too risky. Oh, you're not going to get a paycheck every month. Um, and all that sort of stuff, which is true. Um, and it is, it is risky. And, you know, you, you have to forget about a paycheck at least for the first few months uh, or first year for us. Uh, and it's fucking hard. Like, yeah, you've got, to, you have got to be mental to start a business. I think, you know? I think what it is as well is even if those people don't get it, if they don't understand why you're doing it or they, they think it's too risky or whatever, it, it's important that they support you actually, because mm. not many people who start a business from nothing have got, you know, money coming in when they start up, you know, it's a struggle to start off with and stuff like that. So you need that support. But like, I remember in our early days, like, you know, I had people saying to me, like, after two or three weeks, like, are you, are you losing faith with it yet? You know, it's not as it started kicking off and stuff like that. And you're like, well, we're only, you know, we're only three weeks in or even a couple of months or whatever. And it's like, well, when you've, you don't need that sort of thing around you necessarily, but I don't understand where it comes from, from people, because it is, it's not like if everybody had, uh, did it, then it'd be, you know, it'd be a lot of, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it and everybody would know what it's like, but it's not easy. Um, so I think, you know, people like that around you are, are important, but having the support deep down is like the main thing, I think. Well, I, 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 my, I think um, one of the things I've discovered, and I'm guessing you boys would agree with me, is, is what I've realised, all of doing hard things is good. It mm -hmm. sounds ridiculous, but all of, all of life's biggest, like, you know, thrills and achievements actually come from doing hard things. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and Bloody hell, it is, it is supposed to be difficult. If it wasn't easy, like you were saying, everybody would do it. Um, but, you know, I think even in the last six months, I've realised, like, even with exercise and various other things, it's actually doing hard things and being crap at them. But yeah. there's so much... The, the Life's joy, actually, for me, it sounds cheesy, comes from doing the hard things. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, it's those hard things that you reap the dividends from, you know, later down the line. And um, exactly what you're saying about people that, you know, with people say that, you know, I'll doubt that. I mean, my, my dad, I'm going off on another tangent, but I, my dad, I started doing a relatively all right with it. Um, I'm making a bit of money from Pause and Presto. You know, and then, then you get that, those limiting beliefs from people. Then I got, um, oh, yeah, but, you know, you could just keep it as, a, you know, a little side business, you know, mm -hmm. and it'll be, you know, it'll be a nice little retirement pot. And I'm like screaming inside thinking, that's absolutely, Fuck that. That's not what yeah. I'm set out to, you know, not to do. Is that because that's comfortable for you? That's, that's absolutely not what's in my brain as to what this is going to be. But people yeah. will put up because it's not something that's comfortable or they can't do it. And some of the times I do think it comes from love for trying to protect you. They'll, put, they'll place these like limiting um, beliefs or limiting, mm. you know, like um, things on, onto your shoulders for you to, to manage. And it's absolutely not what you need. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. aware agree. of the negativity. Yeah, we I've had some similar stuff, and you probably have as well, Paul. Like we obviously we were, well, we have been, and we still are very hands-on with like day-to-day -day stuff in our business. Like we were packing boxes for t you know two years, um, and it ended up being like you know we spent most of our days doing that before we started hiring people. And I think that's when you start to scale. That's when people's like like you said, people's limiting thoughts start to to sort of project onto you because people are like, oh well. Once you start hiring people, that's when you start getting problems and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I don't want to be a box packer for, for the rest of my life. You know, I've not started this to be like a small time, like, 
you know, exactly. mom and pop type thing. So you either got to <laughs> you've either got to do the hard thing and learn how to hire people and learn how to delegate and learn how to build a proper business, or you just stand still and you end up, yeah, you might do all right, but your days are spent doing stuff that you don't want to do and doing you know doing everything which is not not what you want so unless you do want that and then that's fine but I don't think it's like you said it's never what we've set out to do so when people place that onto you it's like well yeah it might you know there might be problems that arise from hiring people but there's so many benefits and there's problems that arise from anything like business is about problems it's about solving problems and the sooner that you learn that problems are just part and parcel of it that that's when you start to um that's when you start to enjoy it because that's the fabric of like what it's like every day. Well, there's, um, I, I don't know if you guys, either of you, there's a guy called Ray Dalio. I don't know if either of you are aware of it. He runs like, um, he runs like the biggest hedge fund in the world. He's got, um, he's got a book. And if either of you have not read it, it's called principles. It's the most amazing book you could ever read, but it talks about like, um, it's like a curve and uh, everything in life is like, um, you know, like, um, I don't know how you describe it, almost like a spiral. So you're gonna mm. you're gonna set off on your journey. It's like a hero's journey. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come across some problems. You're potentially gonna fail, or you know, or things are gonna go wrong. You're gonna learn from them, and then that's when the growth comes. And I think that exactly what you're saying is that people that aren't involved in business or aren't involved in you know in in things. I shouldn't say being successful because that's that's a bit brutal. But in in terms of you've got to understand that all, everything's progress, and it just depends which part of that progress cycle you're in. And then as long as you can solve those problems, which you know, like you're saying, hiring is difficult, but there's going to be certain issues that are going to come up. As long as you're still in, you're still in the game, um, which he talks about in the book. As long as you don't you know you don't go bust, which you won't. You learn from you learn from that, and then that. As long as you put those that you have create like a system for it, that's you know you, you you've been your business or your life continues to flourish and that mm. and I thought there's so there's so much to be learned in that. But yeah. um, we're all we're like I said it's it's often people that that can't do it. Yeah. Or that will um they don't they don't they don't necessarily realize that. Some of the worst advice you'll get is from friends and family, absolutely, or because a they're worried about you and want you to do. You know, want you to be safe and get your house and get your mortgage and stuff like that. Mainly because that's what they did. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely important to always take that with a pinch of salt. I, I was like, I didn't really have that. I, I just got encouragement, um, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. I think you've you've got to be ready for that as well, and you've got to be able to take criticism on the chin. If you if you want to start a business and a bit of criticism is going to put you off, you've got absolutely no chance. You're just gonna you're going to give up after the first week um or if you can't handle failure and stuff like that um you, you've got to be able to how how do you do that did you have like uh, criticism at the start well I, I there's a few so basically because i went into sales post university that that's failure every day yeah and, yeah. I, and I was talking to somebody recently a good friend of mine and he um we worked at the same we worked at gsk together uh, and I'm still in contact with him now. But I was going around dentists selling toothpaste for two years when I first finished uni. Yeah. But what I realise, what what I realise now is, do you know how many times they won't see me, or that yeah. you mm -hmm. know they didn't have time, or that I get told basically no. But but actually, it's it's one of the biggest strengths being able to being able to actually put up with people telling you no. 
Um, because, you, and I think I often forget that now, because I've been through it and I've done it, I don't, it does not bother me one bit now if somebody, it's just like water of a duck's back. And I think that conditioning just after uni was, was, was really good for running a business yeah. because I was just getting first-hand experience at what it's like every day as, you know, not every customer is going to be happy, you know, not every review is going to be perfect. As long as you're doing your best to improve and learning from the feedback, but, you know, ultimately you've got to be, you are absolutely right. Otherwise you're never going to get anywhere because, yeah. you know, as your business gets bigger, the problems come with it. You know, <laughs> you've just got to be, as you guys know, is, um, but you've got to be able to, to I mean, half a business is probably, it's all an emotional game. Yeah. It's all emotion. You know, there is, there are like tactics and, you know, systems and whatever else, but it's all an emotional game. You've got to manage your own emotions to get anywhere with it. Yeah. On that theme, actually, we were having a conversation recently because I don't know how you did at school. We can probably go into it in a minute, but I did, I did pretty well and I like tried my hardest and all that. And I would have been disappointed if I like, didn't do well. Whereas Paul had a more relaxed attitude to it and wasn't that bothered. And <laughs> did, he, didn't, he, he had criticism all his way through school from teachers and stuff like that and never really, um, didn't really take to it. And he and I think he's better now at taking that criticism than I am, and I'm learning it because I've got to because I'm in this, I'm at the coal face in business and stuff like that, and every day's like I said solving problems and stuff like that. So, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think if you, I mean, I don't know how you did at school, but if you do well, do you think that you're conditioned to sort of take criticism more harshly? I mean, it might be my personality type as well. It might not be all down to that. But what What are you like with that? Well, I I, I was really bright at um, primary school. Um, did really well at primary school um, mm. and then went to secondary school and um, I think I did, I did all right. I did okay. I didn't go to the best secondary school. I mean, a lot of some of my mates listen to this, you know, they might, might get, they might not be very happy with me saying it, but it wasn't a very good school in mm. hindsight. Um, and it actually, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't cool to be clever mm. um, at school. And I talk about this a lot, actually. And then actually go, so I think, I began to disengage. Um, I didn't. I did all right. I, part, I got half decent GCSEs. Could have got a lot better in, on reflection now. Yeah, but I was conditioned to that learning wasn't cool at secondary mm. school. And then actually, come back to uni because uni was such a big important. You know, the network of people I met at uni. I actually realised that actually it's actually quite cool to be intelligent and it mm. actually gets you places and to actually learn things. But actually, whilst I was at school. I used to get set up. I was an, I, I wouldn't say I was a, a naughty child, but I, you know, I've always liked acting up and getting sent mm. out, you know, get, getting sent out of lessons. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I did, I did relatively well. Um, and then I managed to scrape myself into, I wanted to go to uni in Leeds. Um, I managed to do that, you know, which was what I always wanted to do. Um, but never, and then it was, I, I guess my learning curve and development, improved massively when I went to uni and I was around the right sort of people, you know, because you could actually really, people that, that were, you know, would actually celebrate you doing something well or being good at something yeah. instead of at school, if you were good at anything, you were like, kind of like, not, we were kind of like knocked down for it. So you had to kind of like, oh, you know, pretend, you know, be, not be, you know, not be yeah. good at things um, yeah. or, or, or be a class clown. Yeah, I think when I've learned as I've got older, one of the reasons I didn't do well at school is that I cannot sit in a classroom and listen and just, I just haven't got the attention span for it. 
I think you, oh, no. as you get older, you, you figure out how you learn. Um, and yeah, that, that was definitely a factor for me is just getting that, um, that criticism and getting punched in the face with bad, uh, bad school grades definitely conditions you for when you get older. There might be something in that then, mate, your theory. Well, I, I, got, I, yeah. I found out a, a year or so ago, I've got ADHD, you never knew. Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page about mate. I've, um, we were talking about this the other week mm-hmm. about about me. I, I'm quite similar, and I, I I can't. I learn by just doing. I just have to do stuff. Um, even though I did end up going to uni and did all right at uni, and quite enjoyed it. But that was after I've been to work, um, experience work life, and then I learned by working. I've learned about business by working in a in a school uniform business for two years. And like supply chain, supply chain really enjoyed it. But actually, like this, um, I'm going to give it a bash at college and then uni because I had an interest in it. So I, I mean, don't. That's the same for you. Yeah, I mean, are you are you are you similar in the sense that if you really like doing something, you get obsessed over learning and doing. I mean, I, I that's that's one of my things, and it's part of it. Is if you know it's something I am really interested in, so like yeah. sports at school. And then now, you know, like businesses, I can't get it, I can't get enough of learning and listening to podcasts and reading and, and but it has to be something that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, exactly. if I'm not interested, I don't want to know. And I think that was the exact same at school. There were certain lessons um, that because I was in like PE, shock, but you know, that I was, I loved it. Um, and I, I absorbed and I ended up getting an A star in PE, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but because I was actually interested and I didn't realize until... You know, I went and saw somebody about it and like, oh yeah, you've got, yeah. This, this is why. So actually, when I used to have double science in an afternoon, Miss Amorous thing, this lady, she had bloody no chance trying to teach me about vibrations of this and that. <laughs> Didn't, weren't interested. And I got this, you know, afternoon, my concentration, I struggle in an evening. My concentration just goes straight yeah. through the floor. Mm-hmm. After a certain point. So, um, yeah. Take a risk It's not, and doing what you like in life isn't encouraged at school. Encouraged at school is conformity and having to remember stuff, even though everything's on your phone nowadays, in like yep. having to remember stuff to do a test. Um, yep. Yeah, starting a business just is, is not encouraged at any point. It's, you know, safety in a job and, and all that sort of thing and doing being forced to do stuff you're not interested in. Um, right, another thing, you know, on school, if you think back to us being at school is, it could be made so much more interesting and exciting for, for young mm. kids. Mm. Um, in the sense, um, you know, if you think about the education that's out there now on um, online and the people going about like that Ray Dalio, you know, you talk about Gary Vaynerchuk, the, the whole host of people. But how, if they could actually relate all, all these different people into like I, I i hated maths at school how important is maths now so one of my best friends yeah. said to me like maths is money at the time mm. I, I couldn't give two shits about it but how important is it like but if you know if it had actually been framed in a way of you know the people that what, what people that are good at maths can do what the, what the jobs are what the careers are mm. you know how exciting it could be instead and, and make it applicable and it, it, it just could it would it would engage people far far more than than it did particularly uh you know where i went to school in my opinion i might be, you know i might be missing the boat but it would have done for me everything's yeah. different but uh, it could have been different i think if we were like teaching something like people that have started a business especially e-commerce you'd that's what you'd that's what you'd say wouldn't you? you'd say it's it's like data driven if you 
if you know what your analytics are and what you know you put this much money in these are these are your percentages and your ratios and this is what you get out that'd be so much more applicable to business and interesting yeah, yeah. that's maths but maths isn't you know you think this that is maths maths is that you know i never thought i'd say it but it's you know it could have been i hated maths but i'm doing it every day now because if you you know that's how you make money yeah. You, yeah. you spend less than you, you than you bring in you make money yeah. but yeah. you don't you, you sit in these classrooms and they used to do nothing you know yeah. we used to do absolutely nothing throw pens at each other <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, you know it sounds ridiculous you, you did you were, i went yeah. in case mm. but if they'd have made it more interesting all of a sudden you know and it'd have to and guess it needs to be different for different people but you got me attention i'd be like right all right like this this could be quite useful yeah that's a really interesting yeah. point I, I was bored stiff i couldn't i couldn't do it but a, a turning point for me in terms of figuring out am i capable of running a business when i was growing up i thought if you ran a business you're like from money or you've done really well in school um and a turning point for me was if there's people that look like me not not unfortunate to actually look like me but in terms of <laughs> they haven't done great at school um whatever and they're running airbnb or they're running facebook or whatever and they started massive businesses that was like a uh, a big turning point for me in terms of learning that and that you don't have to you, people are just normal anyone that starts a massive business they're just normal people um so i think that's yeah. something people if you want to start a business if someone looks like you i think i think you you can think that there's like some kind of secret door that yeah. you have to go through or some kind of boss level before you can start <laughs> a business but actually it's just it, it, you know what we were saying earlier about if you take action, you know, with exercise, with business, with anything, it's getting out of bed and doing it and taking the action. And learning. You get anywhere. Because and you get feedback and then you learn from it. Exactly. And that, that, in everything that we do. And uh, Exactly. Because for us, like, well, it started in Paul's but this was just an idea at one point. It didn't exist. Nobody knew about it. But if we did not, if it had just stayed as an idea and we'd not got out of bed one morning and left work and done it, It'd still just be an idea, mm. but you... I know. But just imagine how shit you'd feel. What what shit yeah. you'd be doing now? It sounds simple <laughs> though, doesn't it? It sounds simple, but it's not. It's no. it's. It... Me, I, I found it so hard to eventually work. You know, because I I I've, I think I've I've always struggled with not having enough money. Mm. When uh, you know, like when my mum and dad separated, and um, you know, we 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 our lifestyle went from you know relatively middle class comfortable um, home life to all of a sudden, you know, Sky Sports is getting cancelled off telly because mum can't afford it. Yeah. You know, all my friends have learning have got you know got cars at seventeen. You know, they don't they don't necessarily realise how it made me feel at the time. You know, mm. you know, we we, we didn't we didn't get any of that. Mm. Um, you know, we, we 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 didn't. And then I guess I've got I've got what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned uh, you work at the same time you start the business because in yeah. our story, we left our full-time jobs and went for it. But there'll be a lot of people listening that are like, well, I can't do that. I need to work. Um, so what do you, what did you do? And what do you recommend for anyone that's working but just desperately wants a way out and wants to start a business? Yeah, that's that's where I, that's, yeah that, I guess that's where I'm going. I've gone off on a tangent. But <laughs> no, um, I, 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 I thought this through as well. Is I started a business whilst working and in a way yeah it it did um 
it provided a safety net. It allowed me to test things. It allowed me, allowed me um, to understand whether there were product market fit, which you guys didn't get. Okay. However, if you look at what you guys did because you quit, quit work, I feel like your, you know, like growth um, was far quick, has been far quicker because, and there's, there's like research to back it up that because you've had to do it, apparently your brain learns things quicker if you're under pressure because you've got, you've, you've got to do it. And I, I, and in a way, yeah, it was good because I felt comfortable, but the, the, tra the trajectory in terms of how much my business has now grown and is growing soon as because it's what I've got to do and I'm doing it all the time. And if I don't do it, you know, my house goes, you know, all of a sudden, a bit dark, but you do learn far faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do I think that it's a good way to test an idea and, and prove that it works? Yeah. Um, you know, are you, I, I had a relatively well-paid job, so it funded it. But then, actually, the fact that I finally decided, you know, fuck it, let's have a go um, and quit my job, it made all the difference. And I've seen that with you, you know, you guys. I remember coming to see you both. Bloody hell, I thought, fucking hell, this is going to be hard, this is going to be hard work here. There's hardly, <laughs> any, there's hardly any stock. It were a tiny room, you'd hardly made any sales. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I think we actually, I don't know if you remember, we're scratching around other business ideas. Because I was thinking, bloody hell, what about selling something else? You know, because I thought it was that bad. And then because you had to learn, you had to do it. I don't know whether there's something else out there that goes, right, shit, you know, we've, um, you know, let's help these guys because they've actually had a go. But it, it, it paid, you know, it, it, you're reaping your reward now for the risk that you took then because no, most people haven't got the bollocks to do that. And I don't think I did at the time. I thought, how on earth you did it? But you did. Yeah, it's a really interesting point because I've always thought of it as coincidence that the point where we started running out of money and bank yeah. balances started to hit zero and we started to go, shit, we actually need a part-time job each year to keep this going. That's the point where things started yeah. to pick up. And yeah. I've always thought of it as, oh, bloody hell, that, that were lucky that we things kicked in at that point and we started to... No. But actually, it's probably because we went, shit, we need to do something here to, to turn this, like, turn our fortunes in the right direction kind of thing. And... Uh, I think that's when we started doing like uh, Facebook, social media advertising and stuff like that. I think that's the point where we went, we need to just put some money into this and just give it a crack because otherwise within a month, we're going to need jobs. Yeah. But we, we learned so much in that first eight months though. Yeah. Like even when it was going bad, that's when you learn. You, we just learned a ridiculous amount of just like, so getting punched in the face every day. doing. Well, I'm, you know, um, I've just started, I say just started, I've been playing about, since like March, April time, golf, and it sounds ridiculous, but I, I am not, I'm not good at golf yet, but I've got a lot better. But I, I apply, think about it as in like business all the time. I'll go and play with one of my mates, and and I'll do some like horrendous shots. Like I'll, I'll hit the floor, right? I'll go like. But what you realise is because you've been through it with business, because this is all part of it. That you've got, to, you've got to keep failing. The more you fail, and the more you learn. The, it's the exact same thing. You just do. You're applying it to another skill, and I'm also with it because it's early on. Like you were in your first eight months. I'm learning so fast all the time. You learn, yeah. and I love that. I, I think it's. I love yeah, it. You know, I get such a thrill out of learning things yeah. so quickly, and, and you're getting better all the time. Um, and that's exactly you know like where you were in those first eight months, and me. 
It's just yeah. the, the the like trajectory of how quickly you get better is is is, is crazy. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually how how you coped with just being on your own, like a one man team running a business. Because I think for us, mm. when we had them difficulties and them struggles, at least we had like another person to bounce ideas off and to to re- like relate to. We were both in the same boat with it. But I'll, it makes sense now from you saying that, like being a one man team. If you if you like love that process, which I'm not saying we don't, but at least we had another person to kind of like bounce off. But if you if you're like so into that process. It's pr- it probably didn't matter to you that you were on your own because you. Uh, I say that now, mate. It's fucking been hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm simplifying it a bit too much. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. I think, I think, again, everything's easy on reflection, isn't it? You realise, but when you're in it, mate, yeah. I've cried so many times over this bloody mm. business. I've cried, mm. you know, and it's been so hard. And I've, I've felt like packing it in, or you know, there's been times where, you know. Um, you feel like, well, what on earth, what on earth am I bloody doing this for? Or should I, would it be easy if I just got, a, you know, I've, yeah. I've got, a, you know, I've got a decent career, I'd earn a, a half decent wage, and I could get an half decent. What if, what if I just did this? And that, and I think that's what, you know, just kept me going. Where some people will, I think there's a quote, or something like most, you know, most men is it live lives of quiet desperation. Yeah. And that was me at that time. I thought. Yeah. And another thing is, you know, apparently you should ask yourself. You know your manager or whatever. If you, that's where you, you know, do you want to be them in ten years? Is that where you want to go? And if the answer is mm. no, you need to do something else. And I did yeah. not want to, I did not see myself doing conference call after conference call. And I think that that's what got me through it. Just sheer grit of I yeah. don't want, don't want to do this. This is not what I want to do. Um, and then you find a way. I mean, we should probably say that that probably suits some people. You know, running a business might not be for everyone. Some people might love that. You go to work at nine o'clock, you come home at five o'clock and you switch off. But I think you're right in that if you feel like you're not like me, I I don't like not sort of having some control over stuff. Like recently when things have been getting away from me a bit, that's when, when I've had like my down days with this business, even though it's great because it's all growth and stuff. But if you feel like you're in the passenger seat of your own life and someone else is driving, uh, for me, that's like a big... Uh, that that scares me and that's that's exactly the same as what you were saying like being in that role and just doing stuff that you don't care about and being in internal meetings and stuff like that that used to be it became like a nightmare for me i didn't like it at yeah. all i think entre- entrepreneurs that are doing um full-time jobs it's just absolute hell and, and that's where when you're in that role the opposite of uh, going for it in business and running your own business is just unbearable so you've got to go for it and it gives you that that's it gives you that uh, motivation to yeah. to keep going. Although on the flip side of that, what I would say is, I wouldn't be able to do what I've done without that experience, no, of that, yeah. that job I as well. Know. So I know. It's, I know. it's both sides of the coin, isn't it? Because yeah. I, yeah. I had to do that to get to where I am. But at the same time, like at first, you know, I I did enjoy it and stuff like that when it was new and fresh. But after after a couple of years, you did start to get that itch of like, what's next? What mm-hmm. what what can I do that's more suited to me? There's um another a guy called like Stephen Bartlett. I don't know if you any of you watch any of his podcast. Really good. He's so 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 smart. But he talks about knowing when to quit. And I think mm. you're, I think there's I didn't quit. I didn't probably didn't quit at the right time. I should have quit earlier. But all of these things are part of the process. And you're right. I we all needed them. We needed the jobs. We needed the money. You know, you probably got so much money to start your you know start food circle with. You needed that at the right time, yeah, but it's absolutely. learning when is the when is enough is enough, and being able to have that you know being able to have the balls to quit and jump because it's uncertain the uncertainties where 
you know, you're, you're actually going to find whether it works or not. Yeah, the experience as well for me, like probably less relevant for you because you're working in a different industry, but we, we came out of our old jobs knowing what, what, you know, what to buy products at roughly, you know, what to sell them at. Exactly. How to, how, how to get them in, how to get them out, you know, all that st- sort of foundation of knowledge that you need. Yeah. We sort of got that from, from working, but I think, I don't know, if I look back, I probably, I probably stuck around at work for about the right amount of time, maybe a bit too long because I'd started to get fed up a bit. No, I think, yeah, I think if, you know, it probably were, it probably was the right thing at the right time, you yeah, know, yeah. for you guys and you play, you play, you smashed it out of the park, but not everybody does. I, you know, um, our journeys are similar, mm-hmm. but they're completely different at the same time as to how we've done it. Even how our businesses run, they might look, they're both online. But my model's different. It is different to yours, and how it's and how I've done it is slightly different. But you yeah. know, somebody, everybody's got it. It's what's right for you, isn't it? And what you know that that ultimately that's that's it. Yeah, I, the the two years working, I I loved actually that company shop because three years. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> years two, two, two years when you two years that you probably felt yeah yeah enthused about it, and then a year probably when you wanted to move on to something else maybe yeah is that right exactly you just yeah. learned so Similar much for me and, yeah and the experience and we we were so fortunate so that like a, a brilliant gaffer who just gave us encouragement to learn um and all that sort of thing and but it just gets to a point where your learning curve expires like we're talking that's what happened to me I, i've just got like a natural um urge to start a business and i think what holds people back is we're talking about is that fear of failure uh, is what holds people back and it's because they're worried about what other people think like they're worried oh if i fail or oh, my friends and my family and you know people on instagram aren't are gonna judge me and they're gonna think i'm an idiot uh, i i generally think that's one of the number one reasons what holds people back is worrying about what other people think 100 percent. absolutely and um i think you know um because particularly as like um you know like young males you know You've got your, you, you, you are insecure. You're still trying to understand yourself and realize, and, and that, and, and part of that, you know, doing that and how that's going to make you look in front of your peers and, you know, girlfriends or potential girlfriends and stuff yeah. is a big thing that people, you know, and for, you know, same, same for women, but, you know, um, it, it is, it's a big thing that people, you know, some people, and again, you mentioned, like you mentioned earlier, no, it's not for everybody starting a business but it's bloody hard i mean to put you know all this all this social pressure and where you should be and what you should be doing at this age and so and so's just bought the first house you know and so bloody hell i know i went through all that um yeah it's a big part of it like you know we've had to live at our parents while we've been doing like starting this up and we're only just getting to that stage now where we've got the means to exactly start to look at you know moving out and stuff like that because and you know I'm I'm younger than Paul. You would have probably done it a few years ago if if you'd have taken that normal conventional path, and so would I. Mm. But again, it's like you know, if if people, if your peers are moving moving out and getting their own house and stuff like that, and you're not, it, you can feel you can feel like you're sort of getting left yeah. behind. But that's the sacrifice that you have to deal with. And to be honest, I you know I wouldn't change I wouldn't change that at all. No, you've you've got to not give a shit what anybody thinks. Absolutely, because when you leave your job and you're still living at home, you're living at home with your parents, and you're basically unemployed, and you've got an idea. And when all your mates and stuff are getting houses and having kids and stuff, you've got to be tough mentally to. Yeah, to it's deal really with hard. Yeah. Really hard. And the, we touched on it 
I don't think many people talk about the mental health side of starting a business. Yeah, this is so important. I want to talk to this to Tom yeah. about this as well. How well, do you deal with that, mate? I've, well, I've, 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 you know, I've had, I've had a fair amount of problems with my own mental health, with you know, like anxiety. I'll, I'll be dealt with it. I think he's finding. I've, I've stopped drinking because, um, you know, I think from my time at university, you know, I've always found comfort in having a, you know, a good blowout and a good party. Yeah. And mm. um, and I and I used to use that as a like a comfort blanket on a weekend, but I can't. I, I realise that I can't do it. You know, I I, I can't go out on a Friday or a Saturday and absolutely have it. And then, you know, be dealing with some, you know, the problems that come up in your business on a, on a, on a Monday. Cause I've you know, got no sleep, you're dehydrated. Um, so I think I, I've, tried, I've tried my best now to, you know, to, to cut like that sort, sort of stuff out of my life. And, um, you know, a big thing I, I've done, you know, it's all cliche bullshit, but you know, I do, I do do a lot of meditation in the morning, um, which would actually, I started it because it was prescribed for ADHD as a, a good thing to help manage that. But I do like a fair amount of meditation and try and get out, and, you know, and, and do as much exercise as I can. Um, because that, that is one of, you know, you know, mental health, I think, is it the um, suicide is the biggest killer of men between 25 and 50, which is yeah. um, horrible. Um, I'm particularly running a bloody business where, like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's uncertain all the, all the time and you're dealing with shit every day. It's, um, but you, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to treat myself. I'm nowhere near an athlete, but it's, you know, it's like one of my goals is to, you know, to live like an athlete, you know, to be as fit as an athlete, cheesy as it is, but, mm. but by doing so, you know, being a, it, it puts you in a much better frame of mind, Absolutely. um, to deal with what's cut, you know, with, running running a business um that's growing quite quickly you know exercise um, is so fucking important it's unbelievable because when when we start the business i wasn't at the gym to save money i felt like absolute shit that first six months then starting in the gym and start it, it, it i can't even put into words how much it helps exercise yeah like, i have to go i do like a long run every weekend and it just it just clears your mind it really does it's amazing going to the gym lifting weights putting yourself through agony. It takes well, your you mind know, off the business. Well, you know what I, I used to get that, that feet after a, a big night out, mm. you get that, I used to get that like, ah, you know, like, yeah. oh, fuck. but you can actually get a lot of realize and actually in lockdown more so I've realized I can get that from just absolutely caning myself at some sort of exercise, whether mm. that's like on a, on a, on a, out on a bike or running or lifting weights, but you still get that release and that, Relax, but you're not knackering yourself and no. you know damaging your damaging yourself, damaging yourself with loads of in you know, beer or whatever else. Um, and and it it does it is it does make a, a huge difference um, on your day on your day to day you know well being. Mm. No drinking's a good point as well. Well, I, mm. but I do enjoy. So if I go out with my mates when the pubs are open, I re, I find that I'll do it on a Saturday night, not a Sunday, because I feel like shit on the Monday. I I cannot work hungover or anything. Um, so limiting alcohol is is a really good point. But I enjoy that going out with my mates having a drink. I really enjoy it, and you do take your mind off it, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking my phone for sales and stuff. But the next morning, you feel like shit. Well, you get over. See, that, that's another you? thing. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I spend way too much time on my bloody phone. I need to cut that down. I don't know you guys mm. like. Yeah. Particularly so. with Shopify, you can see the sales coming in all the bloody time. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know how bad you. Are. I, I'm really bad, and I, I'll <laughs> sit watching people adding stuff to cart. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's bad though, mate. It's so bad. Amy, my girlfriend, tell, you know, it's awful. Yeah. But, because you never, I can, you can never be offline because your shop doesn't show up, which is fantastic. It's open on the weekend. It's open on an evening. But I can see, you know, three people have added to car that they've not bought. Why? Mm. Yeah, it's starting, yeah, it's starting the, the business is anxiety central, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, anxiety and mental health-wise, like, I still get it. I've had it this week. Like, the beginning of this week, I were, I were not at my best at all, and I knew it, and I apologised to Paul and these guys here because I said, I'm not at my best this like this week, and yeah. I've managed to get over it. It's just because I, I had that overwhel- overwhelm and stuff like that, but I don't know that I've nailed dealing with it, but I'm certainly a lot better than I used to be, and it's that resilience of, like, you just have to keep going each day, like you said, and trying to look after yourself as best you can. Yeah. Um, that gets me back, resets me again. But I do have, like, I've got an Instagram page that I run for, like, custom, you know, customers and pe- suppliers to look at and stuff like that to share what's going on in our business. And I don't think I've been on it or I, I didn't, I didn't post anything. I don't think for about a week because I just didn't. You know, when you feel that kind of. Oh, I get it, man. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, you feel yeah. that, when you feel that like low point, and you, you, you're like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to engage. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't feel I, like I, it. I'm, I'm like really sociable, but I get like, I, 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 and I, I can be that stressed. I, I don't want to respond to an email. I don't want to respond. I, I'm like, I can't deal with it. You know, I can't deal with this customer's email, and it'd be fine. But I'm, it, and that's it. But I think because you we're at the early stages, none of us are taking enough time off. You know, you two don't, I don't, because it's hard. When, how do you take it off? But you're not doing, and we should be, you know, because actually that's, it'll stop that burner. I get it. You know, I did it the other week, exactly like you, mate. And I, you know, I couldn't get off the sofa. You know, I couldn't, couldn't do anything. I, I just, I couldn't face anything. And it's because you're just working too hard. You know, yeah. you're not taking the time out to I, actually, you know, have a break, have a breather where you're not all, where all you're not doing is bloody food circle. You're doing yeah. something completely different. I used to have that as well. Like this time last year, I think probably around then, I said to Paul, like on a Monday, it fills me with anxiety opening my emails yeah. to see what problems yeah, that customers have had over weekend and stuff like that. Yeah, and he said, same. he said to me, he said to me, do you, want, do you want me to go through it on a on a Sunday night and let you know whether there's any problems or not? And I said, well, you can okay, do, but that's not really helping because I'm not facing up to it. I'm just running away from it then. Um, exactly. So, you know, dealing with it is partly facing it head on, but it's also like some of it is accepting the way you are because if you if you are like if you have got past mental health problems or current mental health problems and you do have anxiety from time to time and stuff like that that's part of that's part of who you are it's not going to it's not going to go away completely but it's about how you deal with it that makes all the difference i mean do do you struggle with mental health or paul you don't seem like you you would do um seems to lay back yeah yeah i do definitely you do that's that's the problem actually like you go you'll say to me sometimes oh you'll feel weird because i look dead chilled out and yeah it makes make, make you feel worse because like, am i a weirdo Which, well absolutely not it sometimes makes me think for you like is it, it, is it like is there something there that's just cov- like covering it and it's yeah. that veil of like you, you you've got a big personality you outgoing you uh, you know personable all that stuff is that covering something up or is it that you genuinely just like you're going through life you're not that worried about stuff you're pretty laid back yeah. Um, I've, you know, I I don't even know, and I've worked with you for donkey's years. Like, uh, <laughs> def, definitely get anxiety hundred percent over um, business performance and little bits and bobs hundred percent. But I just try and keep a perspective on life every day and mm. be be grateful for how lucky I am. And I'm not trying to sound like some sort of you know like woke 
Uh, Buddhist studies, yeah, <laughs> but generally it helps massively. Just our perspective every day. Like, you know, there's there's people in the world that would do anything for for being in even remotely this sort of position that we're in. Um, it's just stuff like that really helps me, and just. But I suppose comparing you know I mean? comparing it to your old life, like life as well. What would yeah. you rather be doing? Would you rather be sat in an internal sales meeting, or would you rather be, you know, it's. It, you can't have a problem-free life, can you? But I suppose it's about swapping out your old problems for better ones. Yeah. And I'd rather have the problems that we've got now than what well, I had before. Yeah, because basically, it, it, isn't it nice having problems that you actually care about? Whereas before, yeah. you know, I, I probably really laid back at work. So I didn't care. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had, no, I, I had no interest in it. I don't care if this customer don't like this product. It makes no difference to my life. Whereas now, you do. it really hurts me. I feel awful if somebody's not, you know, disappointed with yeah. some sort of service from Pause and Presto because it, it's like part of me. Like it feels like, you know, that's me. Like exactly. you know, it's probably the same for you lot. And it's bloody hard because you think, well, you want everybody to be happy, but ultimately they're not. They're right. not going to yeah. be. And and you can't and you can't make everybody and not every you can't achieve that. It's yeah. no way. It hurts me. I, I, you know, I'm trying to get better at it because you can't take everything personally. But it does like it. Un, it undermines your own like. Because you think to yourself, I've got the best intentions here. I'm trying to provide something that people like. I'm trying to do something that people enjoy. And then if someone doesn't like it, you feel like they're, they're kind of trying to undermine your integrity kind of thing. But um, like you say before, I mean, I, I, I sort of did care about thinking about it. I did care about my job before mm. uh, up to a point where it were about my own performance. I cared that I were sort of doing, doing the best I could because that's just the kind of person that I am. But you are right. You have got that kind of detachment from it that if someone went into a company shop store and bought something and didn't like it like that didn't that didn't matter it didn't bother me exactly yeah. whereas it does now yeah exactly it really does you know it really yeah. matters um, yeah I, I, yeah i think for me i just i generally love coming to it i love the the um just because it's what i've always wanted to do i love the feeling of building a business even when it's going bad um but yeah but you still like you still feel like shit if it's not going very well, but you've just got to deal yeah. with it and, and get on with it. Um, yeah, I, I don't get that like Sunday, that Sunday thing no. that you, you you get when you're working for someone. I don't know what you're like on a Monday. Like on a Monday, because I have to get get up early on a Monday because I've got a bit of a, a, a journey in after a weekend. I, for like ten minutes, I'm like I'm like negative and I'm I'm tired and I can't be bothered. But <laughs> as soon as I have a shower and I'm up, like I'm all right again. And then I my like. I don't know my not confidence, but my own like personal. I mean, Thursday and Friday are like good days for me because I feel like I've got into my stride by then. I kind of like I do want a weekend to come, but I kind of don't because I feel like I'm I'm in me I'm in my stride then. You know what I mean? I'm I like you. You're like me. I don't like Mondays and Tuesdays, right? Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I could work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. and I could take Monday, Tuesday off. You know, yeah. if, I, if I if I were going to structure it my way, because because we're quite you know, well busy. Weekends are busy. People. Are still are shopping like they like they'd be shopping in Leeds City Centre or wherever. Yeah. But I could work on a weekend. It's you know it's busy and I could take the other two day you know the other two days off. I've actually considered doing that once we get to a point, you know, when we could you know uh, when I can afford to do so. Mm. It's actually well you know you've you've built these businesses to 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 suit your life and your yeah. lifestyle. Well, is there ways that you can make that ultimately? Are there ways you can make that work for you? at a certain point is, is something that I started asking that question of myself yeah yeah. I still enjoy weekends I don't like this oh 
you know, you hear when you start a business, it's 24-7. Go hard Monday to Friday and enjoy your weekend. Do maybe a little bit of social media work and stuff, like light yeah. work, but you've got to enjoy your weekends. I, I, I remember being in a meeting, you know, in one of those sessions um, yeah. Yeah. in Rotherham. And, you, and I remember you saying you'd been to Portsmouth to see your... Um, yeah, girl, yeah, you miss it, and 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 you asked about pictures, and you don't have your you don't you don't use phones, do you? Or you didn't used to use phones. You don't have your phone on, or you no. don't take pictures. And I thought, and I've never forgot that. And I, and you know, it's something that we've not implemented. But I thought that's really good. You could see how that's quite a healthy habit that you're going and you're actually having your weekend. I find it hard to switch off because yeah. I'm that obsessed with it. I can't, you know, it's all all, all I'm all I'm doing. But really, that's probably why. I'm having burnout because I'm wow. not. I'm never having. I don't ever have a full day off. I don't. You know, even if I go and play golf in the morning, you know, I've had to stop sometimes. I'll t- I've had to start turning turn my phone off. So I'm not. I'm not. Off, I'm not online for four hours, and I'm I not. feel amazing after it. But normally, if not, it's always on. I always want to have a look. Who's, in, who's bought? Somebody bought anything? You know, yeah. and it's not good. And I thought. I can remember you saying that. I thought, bloody hell, that's, that's a good, that's good, that. I don't do that anymore. She will listen to this and she's going to go, he doesn't do that because <laughs> now that we're busy and we're a lot bigger, I'll do social media on the weekend. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll schedule posts and I'll reply to comments and stuff. Um, and yeah. I don't turn Shopify. Actually, I started turning Shopify notifications off on a weekend. I've had to do that as well. So I can enjoy my weekend. Yeah. Try and do but, that. But the problem is I've got them turned off, but I still look. <laughs> you yeah. can't help it. It's, all, it's, it's really, yeah, you've got to, You've got to be disciplined with it. Well, and, but the thing you know, like, um, you know, social media uh, likes, and it must be the same through Shopify. It's like, the, it's like the equivalent, the dopamine of having cocaine. Yeah. So the, the hit, well, you've got, you've got it coming all the time with that. And it's like, you know, you're getting that, like, self-gratification that people are, uh, like, pause and press on. They're buying that thing. But ultimately, it's just knackering your brain, you know, your, your brain, because all you're doing is looking at it all the time. Yeah. And people buy yeah. it. Uh, you've got to pay a bad sale. Off. Yeah, if you oh, have a day of bad that. sales, you you got you're thinking, well, I've got a freaking house here, and yeah, uh, oh, yeah I mean, it all gets. You know, yesterday, yesterday morning, yesterday morning, I was coming to to well, we were supposed to do that. I thought we were doing it face to face, didn't I? <laughs> but we so turned had to up. send you away, to, so you didn't away. give us a virus or anything. <laughs> yeah, um, but yesterday yesterday morning was quite on pause and presto, yeah. and I'm coming there, and I'm thinking, fuck, you know, fuck's it, what's what's wrong? Is is my cart working? You know. Is um is PayPal down? Uh, is there something wrong with the Facebook algorithm? You know all these things. Blah blah blah. Because I'm looking and you think you 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 need you need that break because otherwise, like I said, I sometimes I let my the sales on my website control my emotions and I shouldn't. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good. Interesting that you say why are sales down because that does happen and you'll have a bad couple of days, but it's it's about knowing why. And if and then that's where I'll check our Facebook ads, see if we've got we're advertising something that's sold out. One ad's just not doing well. I think that is helpful to be on top of it in the week, definitely. Um, but yeah, we actually had a really good piece of advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Andy Needham at Approved Food. We had a a meeting. Approved Food's a an e-commerce business, um, right. selling food and drink. Uh, it's quite a successful few million pound turnover and we had a meeting with him and we were talking about exactly this and Andy's really experienced um, and he said yeah that's normal like your business is going to up and down days and uh, it does get to you but it's normal 
You know what I mean? Not well, he said it's about your average as well. Yeah. Like, if, it, if it's all even itself out, like we were, we were discussing this off uh, off mic, off camera yesterday. For us, like when we do a big launch, it's almost like we're becoming almost like we're a bit of like a seasonal business where you have this big spike that kind of makes up for them days where you're just ticking along. Yeah. Um, and it's about, for us, it's about knowing that those those customers have not gone away. They don't not care about us anymore. It's just they're waiting for like the next thing or whatever it might be. I'm yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's one. Of, I got this, a similar advice from a friend. He said, "Well, you should average, you should average over seven days. You average over a month. You need to look mm. at." But you know, when you think about it, it's your own. It's my own insecurity with it. What's wrong? What's wrong now? You know what? Yeah. You know why aren't people? You know, you're scared of it all. What if people just don't want it anymore? Like Paul yeah. says, though, that keeps you that keeps you proactive to an extent, though. It mm. keeps you looking at it and thinking, well, what do I need to do with my ads? What do I need to You know, is something broke? Is something down? But, um, yeah, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, we've had a really good uh, 55 minutes there, mate. Thank you. Okay. Uh, sorry, I just said a weird noise. Just put me off. Uh, so what... Uh, in term in, in terms of in terms of what in, um, revenue or just in terms of what what what's the yeah. plan? Uh, we don't need to go into revenue, but you know, how's uh, what new products have we done this year? What's coming in the future? Um, what's your plans for the brand? Yeah, so um, in terms of the last, I guess since September, we 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 seem to have really hit. Um, a huge boom so we we currently more or less doubling our sales each month which is which is amazing um but you know with that comes the you know the obstacles of fulfilling all that inventory keeping all that that stuff in stock to be able to keep that growth going i guess where we you know where we kind of, where we see ourselves going in the next um you know six to twelve months is i i, I usually get you guys as a bit of like um a, cha- a target, so I'm always cha- chasing food circle at the moment. So I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. you guys, are, you guys are probably you know just just in front of me, which is good. But it's good to have something to chase. Um, so you know, I'd like, I like, with um, we've got. A, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, you know, we've got. Um, I don't know what I'm saying, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can um, cut that bit. Go on, have a think about it. You have to cut cut a few bits out. I'm guessing. Um, some new products and stuff next year or you you yeah so in terms of next year um we've got a few few new products that'll be coming out um and we're all you know we're looking at getting into the us um so we're going to start um trialing um some stuff over there um initially going to from here and then if, if that's successful looking at moving stuff over there um so i guess where we see ourselves in the next um you know two to three years it's um it's a big ask but you know mm. would like would like to be you know like a a competitor to your likes of pets at home yeah um, but just for dogs at the moment um that's a bit of a pipe dream but why why the hell not Absolutely. um and I, I i guess just just establish ourselves as you know um one of the well-known pet brands in the UK um, is, is a goal, and and, I, and 
We're also interested in, you know, looking at some wholesale stuff. So we've not done anything really, but it'd be cool to be able to get our our products in likes of, I, don't, I could see it being in John Lewis. That, that's my own take, whether they'd take it or not. None of the buyers will accept me on LinkedIn anyway, so that maybe answers that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I think, you know, looking at the US um, and establishing maybe some wholesale channels whilst also continuing to grow the UK, um, with, with, you know, we've got some, some other products, not like giving them away until we, we launch them. Um, but we will have, you know, about three, probably three to five new products again next year. Yeah. yeah. It's just a quick one. Cause I know we've gone over an hour now probably, but, um, you know, when you, uh, what, what's your innovation like with new products? Is that trends in the industry? Is it your own ideas? Is it people suggesting what they want to you? What, where, where, where do your ideas come from? So it's a combination of all of those. So yeah. there's, there, there's ideas in my head, there's feedback from customers and there's trends in the market. And then mm. basically, um, we use all of those to then formulate, you know, new products. Um, and then, um, we usually start with like a small testing phase or we'll start with small, small inventory test that it works and then, and then scale, you know, like ramp that up. Yeah. Um, so it's a combination of all, all three. I think when we were starting off, it was harder to innovate because you've not got any money, but you know, like now and the manufacturing facilities that we've got, we've got people that are actually working on, you know, how do we make these things even better? Um, yeah. Which has taken some time to get to, but yeah, so I guess that, that, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah, it's interesting because when you were saying pets at home, you know, I think of them as just they're a retailer, they're just stocking what? what they're like any retailer they're stocking what people might want at that moment but your 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 difference is you're innovating you're trying to think what what solves what problem can i solve next and what well we do we uh, ultimately the 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 dream's always been that when somebody wants a product for the dog they want to turn around and think well you know bloody hell it were hard seeing our rover tonight you know Mm. when you were out when we're out you know it's a bit dangerous I better go and look on pause and presto. They'll have something to see in the dark. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's the, the goal is to eventually yeah. just have, you know, solutions for dogs. I mean, and then who knows other animals, you know? Yeah. It's, it's almost like, knows, but... it's almost like if you want something for your house, you, you just think Argos or whatever, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah that kind of thing. Exactly. That's, that's the dream is yeah. to get, you know, to get to that point. Um, why, why the hell not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah, any business needs to solve problems, and yours definitely does. Yeah. Um, Do you want to give it a plug, mate? So uh, give your socials and your website a plug. Yeah, so if you want any problem-solving pet products for your dog, it's www.pawsandpresto.com. We're also on Instagram at pause underscore presto, um, and you'll be able to find us on Facebook if you um, search pause and presto. Amazing. Legend. Thank you very much, Tom. Keep putting, uh, keep putting your hard work, keep putting positivity out there. And uh, I'm sure I'll be back on the podcast when uh, more yeah. people actually listen to us. No, it's been a brilliant yeah. chat, mate. And I appreciate your honesty and, you know, opening up about some of them things. Cause it's, uh, I think it, well, it's been great for me to listen to that. It's really helped me and I think it'll, it'll help other people Definitely. as well. So thank you. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Nice one, mate. Cheers. I'll catch up soon. That was enjoyable. Yeah, enjoyable. good chat, that. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks again for, to Tom for uh, coming on the pod and talking all about his business and, and pause and presto. Um, 
do check them out pause and press so they really are we're not just saying it for the pod it's a fantastic business idea um if you've got a dog um then definitely check them out pause and presto uh instagram facebook all the usual places yep and you know you can do so like when you shop with us knowing that you're supporting you know um an honest uh young entrepreneur that's trying to, to trying to trying to make a successful business so mm. uh we love supporting uh fellow business owners like ourselves don't we yeah absolutely um so we really hope you enjoyed enjoyed episode two of the pod please do subscribe um and please also leave a five star rating if you really enjoyed the pod if you didn't enjoy the pod just email us and give us some some uh, really constructive feedback yeah uh, that'd be really helpful but if you did enjoy it please leave a five star review yes is there any updates that we want to share from our side uh there's up- we want to plug there's updates in terms of the podcast uh episode three is going to be uh fitness based i'm not going to give out the name yet but that'll be coming out possibly on the uh 5th of december it's going to be it's a fitness expert yeah fantastic bloke as well we will um, reveal all within the next week or so and that episode will be released in about a week's time after this comes out mm-hmm. um in terms of other stuff anything else for us to say no nothing else to report not really no. that's good thank well enjoy that thanks everyone and take care and we'll see you next time cheers guys